This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Talk about it, uh, crazy news day yesterday. Obviously, uh, passing of the queen. And, you know, it's really hard given wall-to-wall coverage on cable news and network news and, you know, during their news broadcasts of uh, the passing of the queen. It's hard to find unique sound bites. So I've got a lot to get to today. We'll just cover it kind of uh, briefly in the beginning. You heard a lot about it. There's going to be a lot of coverage on network news, but there's a piece of sound from uh, a confidant of the queen that um, I, uh, Joe, you saw it. I know we haven't done the intro, Love but it. it's, it's where it is, right? It's so worth your time. Yeah. I promise we got that. Uh, I've got a loaded show for you today, um, including another, the latest attack on Donald Trump, the hilarious response by the DOJ. And I appeared on Hannity last night and said something really important about the growing crime problem. I need you to hear. Uh, today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. How do you feel your web history is up for sale uh, to advertisers out there? Want to buy where you've been online? Yeah, I'm not comfortable with that. Protect your privacy. Get a VPN. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino now. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this Friday. As I said, loaded show. And then I'm hoping to get to at the end an article in the newsletter today about nuclear war. I know we don't cover this stuff a lot, but man, is this article interesting about the chances of that happening. Today's show brought to you by Relief Band. Got it right here. This is my actual relief band I used when I went through chemo, which I give two thumbs down to. It really sucks. Makes you nauseous. This got me through it. My relief band is mine. Check it out. Relief band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with not just chemo, but motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness. Paula uses it for migraines. My daughter, Isabel, uses it when she goes out on a boat. She gets a little... uh motion sickness there. Relief band stimulates a nerve in the wrist through this device right here, travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain sending to your stomach telling you you're sick. It's like the name says, it's a band you wear on your wrist to give you relief from nausea. Change the intensity depending on how you're feeling. Make it stronger or weaker. It's really that simple. The product's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, provides all-natural, long-lasting relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. They just released their newest model, which they were kind enough to send to me, Relief Band Sport. It's waterproof, has an extended battery life. And can even attach to your smartwatch. So if you're taking that summer trip, it's been on your calendar for a while. I got good news. Right now, join the over 100,000 Relief Band users with an exclusive offer just for my show's listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code Bongino, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Remember, it's better to have a Relief Band and not need it than to need it and not have it. Head to reliefband.com. That's reliefband.com. Use our promo code Bongino for 20% off plus free shipping. Joseph, it is Friday, thankfully. So if you would, kind sir. It's Friday. Yes, sir, it is. Glad you did that. Bought me some time (laughs) to put away my widgets. I know in a professional production, you're supposed to do this stuff off camera. This is a professional production, but I just prefer to make it part of the show. Throw them right in. This is the uh, the, uh, draw full of widgets right now. So... Yeah, yesterday we were on the air, and uh, obviously between the podcast and the radio show, the podcast wraps up at, I don't know, about 10, 15 or so a.m. Eastern time, where we're done, Guy and Joe start post-production, launches around, I don't know, 12, 31 or so, sometimes earlier. So between the shows, as you can tell, because I said the Queen was having uh, health problems uh, on my podcast, but didn't mention she had passed, that's because she hadn't. Uh, I, I learned about it live and I'll tell you one of the benefits of live radio. I love my podcast. It is my priority. Number one in my life. It's been my product with Joe for the longest. He's entered the scene. Uh, Paula helped us, but a uh, live radio, Joe was involved in for decades. And I got to tell you, there's something different about it. Uh, live radio is, there's an energy to it and you're covering breaking news, man, you got to learn to lift and shift fast. Wouldn't you agree, Joe? I yeah. mean, news breaks. You can't just be like, ah, oh, 
hold on, I need time to prepare. We'll get to this later. No, no. Spontaneity. Yeah. Right. No, it's like whatever yeah. you're talking about, boom. I'm so what happened yesterday, I'm on the radio and uh I see a, a tweet from the New York Post saying the Queen died. Now it wasn't on Fox, so I'm like, oh my gosh. Is this like, did they send this out? You know, it happens a lot. They send out the obits in advance. They make a mistake. And then seconds later, uh, Queen passed. And it, when, when, the, when networks go wall to wall, meaning all the stories are going to be about that, which is what happened yesterday on Fox and pretty much everywhere else. What happens, folks, is it gets really hard to find unique content for the audience. And I am committed to you listening to my show and hearing things you haven't heard before. So this is what I wanted to play for you. This was sent to me by a friend. It is an associate of the queen spends a lot of time with her. He's telling this story about them being out at their in the, in the kind of like the woodsy area, their vacation home where they rarely see people. It's true story. And uh, it's about a minute and 25 seconds, but I think this really sums up the queen. uh, Well, take a listen. Normally on these picnic sites, you, you meet nobody, but there was two hikers coming towards us and the queen would always stop and say hello. And it was two Americans on a walking holiday. And it was clear from the moment that we first stopped, they hadn't recognized the Queen, which is fine. And the American gentleman was telling the Queen where he came from, where they were going to next, and where they'd been to in Britain. And I could see it coming, and sure enough, he said to Her Majesty, and where do you live? <laughs> and she said, well, I live in London, but I've got a holiday home just the other side of the hills. <laughs> and he said, well, how often have you been coming up here? Oh, she said, I've been coming up here ever since I was a little girl, so over 80 years. And you could see the clogs thinking. He said, well, if you've been coming up for 80 years, you must have met the Queen. I and as it. quick as a flash, says, well, I haven't, but Dickie meets her regularly. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy said to me, well, you've met the Queen, what's she like? And because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull a leg, I said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times, <laughs> but she's got a lovely sense of humour. Anyway, the next thing I knew, this guy comes around, put his arm around my shoulder, and before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera, gives it to the Queen, and says, can you take a picture of the two of us? <laughs> anyway, we swapped places, and I took a picture of them with the Queen, and we never let on, and we waved goodbye, and then Her Majesty said to me, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows us photographs to the friends in America, and hopefully someone tells him who I am. Now, that's a darn good story. Very, very well said. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah man, I heard that, and I thought... Uh, I, I don't obviously know the queen, never met the queen. It's odd in my 36, 37, 40 plus countries and twice as many cities I visited around the world as a commentator and as a secret service agent before. I've never been to the UK, um, never been on one of those visits. I haven't been at the White House. I've managed to avoid the monarchy, not intentionally, uh, but for uh, over a decade plus of my career. And uh, I regret that. That would have been a really enjoyable experience, I think. But uh, on a very serious note, I hate to have to take it down this path. But again, it's not me. It's not of my choosing. It's of the left. Not all, but it's not isolated either. Did, did, you, did you see this tweet by, uh, you probably have, it went viral for all the wrong reasons, by in uh, forgive me if I'm saying the name wrong. None of this is intentional. U- Uju Anya. So she's a blue check mark, I guess, leftist. So, which means she's definitely smarter than you and I, Joe. I mean, what the hell do we know? And she tweeted this out after Queen Elizabeth passed. This is a quote. This isn't a joke. I heard the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. Folks, this wasn't the only one of these. You had other prominent leftists out there, including a former sports commentator, tweet equally awful things. Now, besides the fact that she just died yesterday, and the UK has not even begun the mourning process yet. I mean, she's only been the queen since, what, 1953? I wasn't even born until 1974. She was the queen for... 30% of America's existence, a number I said yesterday on the radio after producer Jim gave it to me, and I couldn't believe it, and I looked it up, and he's right. Her role in history over time, Joe, will be fairly viewed, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, and history will be the ultimate arbiter of what her value added to society was, as it will for all of us. 
Not everybody's measured by the obituary given at their funeral where everybody says nice things. Sooner or later, the evil bad things we did come out too. That doesn't mean your existence was evil. It doesn't mean you didn't add significant value to society. It means you had moments like everyone else. But you have to understand, folks, that the reason liberals are losing their minds is because they don't see the world that way. Liberals, if you, did you ever read the book Conflict of Visions? I've recommended it often by Thomas Sowell. Uh, it's one of the greatest books I've ever read. Thomas Sowell is my ideological lodestar man I adore. I've been trying to get him on my show. He's an economist, but he's really more of a philosopher, I'd argue. And I say that as a compliment. He's a deep, deep human being. And his book, Conflict Divisions, summed up in an all-too-convenient abstract, he makes the point that the left has this ridiculous idea that human beings are perfectible, but only the benighted ones, or as he calls them in his book, Vision of the Anointed, the Anointed Ones. You get where I'm going with this, Guy, Joe? Stop me if this doesn't make sense. Will do. There's this perfectible group of like socialist leaders who are smarter than you. And if you were to just turn your money, your factories your voting rights, your education over to them. These benighted ones are what we would call our betters, right? The betters would figure it all out for you. It's the whole essence of collectivism. But you have to understand the premise for collectivism that there are betters out there means that they're perfectible. So when you see a woman like the queen lording over the British empire or the, the ends of it, it wasn't, it's not an empire anymore, of course the left is going to only look at the bad stuff without the good stuff, because if you're not perfect, you'll never meet their standards. Please tell me that makes sense. It's why they tear down statues. They did. Washington, the founder of the greatest country on earth that introduced capitalism, prosperity, has, has, has rescued humanity from fascism and Nazism. The founder of this country got to tear down that statue. He owned slaves. He did horrible things too, I'm sure. I'm sure he did some really bad things. But he did amazing things too. So did the British Empire. Was there evil there? Yes, of course. British Empire did a lot of really bad things too. Tucker did a whole monologue on this last night. But blaming the Queen? You know, their entire premise for collectivism is that perfectible betters will govern benevolently. And any failure to meet that standard means you go to the scrap heap of history. Any deviation from perfection is evidence that freedom and liberty are doing it wrong. There's perfectible people out there, and it ain't her, the queen. That's the left. Listen, I'm going to wrap this up because I had a lot to get to today. But folks, sometimes a suspension of disbelief is necessary. You know, we go to the movies and we know it's not real. But you know what? We feel better. We leave. We watch Braveheart. Is that exactly how William Wallace did it? Probably not. But you know what? We walked out and we felt better. We feel like we're not animals. This is what makes us different. Heroism, sacrifice for others. The ability to say, I think, therefore I am, and to use that sentient conscious thought to help others. I'm not... A believer in a monarchy, obviously. I'm a liberty-loving patriot with allegiance to a constitution and a constitutional republic. But I have no problem with a costume monarchy like they have. It's, it's, it's not, they don't have any political power. Who am I to criticize if the, if, the, if the United Kingdom sees that and they see that as a suspension of disbelief and a belief, uh, a belief in a higher self inspiring them to do bigger things? Godspeed in the second creation to Queen Elizabeth. And the fact that the left hates her should tell you something. All right. Uh, I've got a lot more to get to today, folks. It's a, it's a big news day. Uh, I told you, by the way, this war on Donald Trump was never going to stop. Again, you're just not wasting your time here. The January 6th committee, as predicted, has nothing to do with January 6th. What do you mean it has nothing to do with January 6th? It's called the January 6th committee. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it what it, the, 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 you know, the, the sloppy state committee if you want. I don't care. It has nothing to do with January 6th. We have made this prediction early that the January 6th committee was going to be used as a vehicle 
to take Donald Trump and his associates out before the election so they couldn't run again. Did we not say it? Yes, we did. Bingo, right here. Putting the show together yesterday, I'm like, you ain't wasting your time, daddy-o. Story will be in the newsletter today if you want to check it out, bongino.com slash newsletter. Washington Examiner, Ryan King. Trump's juggernaut Save America PAC draws DOJ inquiry report. Oh, it does. This surprises you at all? Bannon locked up, Navarro locked up, Cohen locked up. They got Powell attacking her legal license, Giuliani under investigation. The list goes on and on. Search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. They are never going to stop until you stop them. What do you mean? You have an election coming up. Stop, stop. I know. Oh, elections don't change it. Stop, please. I don't mean to be rude. They're a tool. Don't be like the left in their conflict divisions thinking the world is perfectible. It is not. We are dealing with a fallible world with fallible people. And in that fallible world, we have to make decisions on the margin. What makes the world a little bit better and what makes it a little bit worse? Not what makes it perfect. And you know what? Voting these dipwads out of office makes it a little bit better. They will not stop until you stop them. And one of the ways to get rid of this January 6th committee that couldn't give a damn about January 6th is to get them out of their chairs and give them a one-way ticket out of D.C. Liz Cheney and Kinzinger, who's not running again, included. Look at this. Ryan King. Federal investigators have reportedly begun putting former President Trump's mighty nine-figure pack under the microscope to assess whether his juggernaut fundraising arm is above board. Really? A federal grand jury participating in the DOJ's sweeping January 6th riot inquiries doled out subpoenas demanding testimony and records from witnesses to gain insights into the inner workings of Trump's lucrative, lucrative Save America PAC. I mean, is there not... Is there an, this should be stamped proof we were right. This is just about stealing and manipulating another election. Now you watch anyone he gives money to with Save America PAC is going to become a target. Saw this coming from a mile away. Folks, what are we, 60 days away from the election? Please, please, I am begging you. I am I am, I'm, this is a literal stand begging you, please. It's not good enough for you to vote. Take 10 friends with you. Email 10 friends. Call 10 friends. Make 10 social media posts. Please, I am begging you, please. Please save this country. Get these people out of D.C. before this gets worse. It was a rare moment of honesty, however, on CNN yesterday, which actually shocked me. Anderson Cooper had a guest, Doug Urban, uh, on his show. So Doug Urban's talking about these endless attacks on Donald Trump, and he's talking about this, uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago and this asymmetric warfare going on. An asymmetric warfare process using the media that's happened against Donald Trump for six years. How does the asymmetric warfare work? It's very simple, folks. The DOJ will do something, i.e. get a hold of a, I don't know, Joe, a dossier or something like that. Yeah. Trump will have no idea what's in it. The DOJ will call up their media people and the FBI will call up their media people going, hey, uh, Devlin Barrett, Maggie Haberman, Natasha Bertrand, uh, deep state allies. Uh, hold on. Get your uh, lips off my uh, ass for a second. Stop kissing her ass. Yeah, you got to listen, right? Here, we got a story. Here. There's a PP tape. Which Oh, there is? Uh, is that vetted? Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Oh, okay. It's asymmetric. There's no symmetry. There's no symmetry because Trump can't fight back because Trump didn't know what the hell the dossier was. Do you understand this is what's happening with the search warrant? They were denying Trump transparency to get a look at the affidavit. They can't see it. But the DOJ is leaking endlessly to the media in, in a way to paint a story, not the story. And Trump can't fight back with the real story because he doesn't know it because they hide it. So this guy, Doug Urban, brings this up. On CNN yesterday, Anderson Cooper, of course, is shocked. Guy's a total hack, total hack. And so is the guest on the panel that there's, there's an actual moment of honesty on CNN. 
And then Cooper goes and blames Trump. Take a look at this. Devlin is getting this information over the transom, right? This, the basic, this, this information is probably classified in and of itself, right? These types of documents, the contents of the documents, those are classified in and of themselves. And somebody is improperly, somebody probably the Department of Justice is improperly thrown this over the transom to Devlin. And that's, that's it just as improper as well and should be condemned. Um, I also want to bring in. It's pro- and it's probably illegal. Sorry, Judge. Go ahead. Well, just as improper, I think, I mean, improper, sure, a leak is improper, but the notion that you want to put the leak in the same category well, as boxes and boxes. Well, it's illegal, Your Honor, it's illegal. You, you wouldn't be condoning illegal yeah. behavior. Right. Well, this, this is the reason we don't have secret documents in a beach resort, because they get out. I, it, that's, that's just the, the retort from Cooper is just stunning. Yeah. Again, folks, right, Joe? I mean, I'm, I'm not a reporter. I, I don't re- pretend to be a journalist. But I do like reporting, and I report facts. Whereas, and you guys can vouch for me here. So I'm gonna, well, you can too. You guys listen to the show and ladies out there. I've said repeatedly, if there were classified documents, the government can prove are classified and Trump shouldn't have, we will discuss it on the show. And we will discuss why it was a mistake, if it was a mistake, and what happened. We don't have golden calves here. But notice what Cooper does. He flips this. He changes the story to us story. The story this guy, Doug Urban, is telling is an honest one. Hey, regardless of what happened with the documents, Urban's saying, in essence, the DOJ leaking them to the media is ridiculous. They're saying they're national secrets. Instead of them going, yeah, you know what? That's wrong. We should fight this case in court. This judge who makes a fool of herself is like, oh, let me tell you, man, should have done that. And then Cooper turns around and goes, well, Trump shouldn't have had him there. That's not the point. People are just goons. It's so pathetic. By the way, Dan, this it's, is what it's, yeah. it's David. Who is it? David. Oh, David. Oh, I'm sorry. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Thanks for the correction. There yep. you go. And a any good producer. You're sorry welcome. about that, David. My apologies, David. Not intentional. Just a lot going on today. You know what it is? I know a Tugger. That's I do. I'm not kidding. There you go. That's where they came. This is what asymmetric warfare looks like. This is what the deep state does. And that, what you just saw, is how the media serves as an ally. All right, let me get to my uh, next sponsor. I want to come back with a political playbook launches the game plan this morning. Again, another media outlet defending the war on Donald Trump vis-a-vis the January 6th committee, the FBI, and the DOJ. First, my friends at My Patriots, uh, excuse me, my friends at We the People Holsters. We the People Holsters. This is my We the People Holster for my Glock 43. You see that? Perfectly, perfectly tailored right to the fit of the Glock 43. You uh, insert it in, you get that nice click, adjustable clip right here, printed with We the People. This is a great company. If you own a handgun, you got to shop at We the People Holsters. They've solved the problem for you with all these struggles to find a perfect holster. They have all. Over 2,500 different holster configurations are the perfect destination for the Amer- patriotic American gun owner. And right now, when you go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan, you can get 25% off with the offer code Dan25, that's Dan25. Not to mention their holsters, belts, and gear are all proudly made in America. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan right now and start shopping. Make sure to use this specific website. It's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan you'll get an additional 25% off with the offer code DAN25. The offer is not available anywhere except wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Every holster comes with a lifetime guarantee. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a full refund. You're going to love it. I have quite a few of them. They are my go-tos. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Offer code DAN25. Sometimes you'll see me with those cool patriotic tees, by the way. There you go. Be the peopleholsters.com slash Dan. You can pick them up there too. So you just saw Anderson Cooper and that ridiculous judge on the panel running interference for the media narrative that it doesn't matter what the Department of Justice does. Orange man bad. You get it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They could hang Trump by his toenails without a trial and they'd be like, well, he just shouldn't have had the documents in his house. Does that hurt a little bit? Ah, it doesn't matter. He shouldn't have the documents. This is what they do. I give you both sides. I want to be fair. Doesn't help Trump for me to condone behavior I think is is bad and is going to hurt him either. Here it is, political playbook. You know we go there to see what the left is thinking about. 
So, of course, they run all these stupid, silly arguments by the left. In their defense a little bit here. They're just putting out the DOJ's arguments. But still, this is amazing how in this political playbook this morning, you don't see a detailed counter and they don't offer both sides. There's another side to this. So DOJ is trying to fight Judge Cannon on the special master thing. And the playbook notes that they offered three arguments. I'm just going to put the first one out there. The first one is basically if she doesn't reconsider the special magistrate thing, the DOJ will prevail in its appeal anyway. That's kind of cocky, right, Joe? Do what we say. We're going to win anyway. They say because no court could possibly conclude that Trump owns the 100 classified records, has a right to have them back, or as any attorney, client, or executive privilege claims, it would prevent prosecutors from using them in their criminal investigation. Wait, let me read that one part again. No court could possibly conclude Trump owns the records? Now, I know you all are already like, I know where you're going with this, because a court has already concluded that presidents own their records. Just weird how this is left out. I guarantee you, your liberal friends have no idea that there is actual federal court precedent on this exact matter of president's personal records. I'm going to put it out there again, because again, neither playbook nor anyone on the left is acknowledging that there's already been a 2012 federal court decision, which was never appealed by the DOJ, which says the exact opposite of what the DOJ laid out in that playbook piece. This is in the newsletter. Again, this is like the third time I put this article in there. It's from August 17, 2022. Just the news. Old case over audio tapes in Bill Clinton's sock drawer could impact the Mar-a-Lago search dispute. I'm going to read this again. Federal judge, Amy Berman Jackson, no Trump acolyte, by the way, wrote in her March 2012 decision when Bill Clinton's personal records were involved in a lawsuit that under the Presidential Records Act, the decision to segregate personal materials from presidential records is made by the president during the president's term And in his sole discretion, sole discretion, how many times do I have to read this? Sole discretion. I don't care if it's Bill Barr. I don't care if it's Playbook. I don't care what legal talking head or judge you see on CNN telling you otherwise. Just bring this up to them. This is a settled matter. The president has no right to this material. Playbook said so. They don't? Then how come Judge Judge Jackson said different in 2012 and it was never appealed by the DOJ? Isn't that weird? Weird. She also noted that the president's complete, weird, right, Joe? Is completely entrusted with the management and disposal of records during his time in office. Let me read that again. Completely entrusted with the management and disposal of his records during his time in office. Anyone telling you that this is settled matter, there's no precedent for this, there's no court decision, is looking you in the face, giving you the double-barreled family-friendly and treating you like an idiot. Just read the decision. It's right there. It's sitting there right in front of you. So frustrating. I mean, listen, self-praise stinks, so forgive me. It's not an attempt at that. I just adore my audience, and I'm very proud that if you listen to this show, you are weeks, if not months, weeks, if not months, ahead of stupid liberal arguments not based in any fact and based exclusively on opinion. That's all it is. Is it, They don't base anything on, my opinion is orange man bad. Are you, okay, great. Well, what's the legal basis for what you're saying? I don't really have any. You know, um, let me get to my next sponsor. But I appeared on Hannity last night, and uh, it was an important appearance. It's interesting. I didn't get a lot of feedback on it, which is okay. Usually when I'm on there with Geraldo, maybe because we didn't fight, but, you know, we don't fight every time about everything. Geraldo kind of agreed with me about the inner city crime problem. But it was an important appearance last night. And um, I got off. I read your feedback, especially on my Facebook page. I leave open for messages. I, I, I enjoy your feedback. I didn't get a lot. I think, again, because it wasn't a lot of fighting. But I said something really important about the crime problem in the city, given my experience as a Fed and a local police officer. And uh, I want to repeat it again. I'm not going to play the cut because I can just say it here, but it's important. 
Um, let me get to this first. Brickhouse Nutrition, folks. This is an empty jar of uh, Field of Greens. Why? Because I already used it all. Uh, this is the wild berry flavor. This is the staple of my diet. Health, after um, going through a lot of health crises in my life, I decided I was going to commit to cleaning up my diet. It's also one of the reasons I'm down 30 pounds. Um, Field of Greens helped me do that and get all the macro, micronutrients as well I need for a healthy diet. What is it? It's ground up healthy, essential fruits and vegetables, 18 of them. It's loaded with antioxidants. It's called Field of Greens, plus it's pre and probiotic. It's none of this mixing and matching pills. You take a scoop, put it in a beverage. Ed says, glass, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm a glass of water. I put it in everything protein shakes. Sometimes I mix it with the Field of Greens collagen. My wife calls it her beauty drink. I've never felt better, never had more energy. And look, I mean, the, I'm down, you know, 30 pounds uh, while still maintaining a healthy diet. Folks, it's hard to prepare mounds of vegetables every day. You got to go buy them, make sure they're fresh. You should be doing that. But if you can't, this is your fruit and vegetable insurance. Don't mess around with your health. I went through a crisis in my life. I'm never going through that again. Go today. Don't wait. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up Field of Greens today. It comes in delicious lemon lime, wild berry, original flavor. You'll get 15% off your first order with the promo code Dan. Even better, subscribe and save an additional $10 every month. It can't hurt to reinforce your body with all these viruses going around, all this other stuff. Make sure you're eating healthy fruits and vegetables. Support your health today and a healthy lifestyle. Pick up Field of Greens. Grab their collagen, too. It's amazing for your skin. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan. Go today. Check it out. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Okay. So, yeah, I appeared on Hannity last night. And, you know, one of the... One of the issues that really hurts me the most, because I am a New York City kid, I grew up there most of my, uh, most of my life, is we know what works to keep people alive and create safe streets. We know it. I mean, we, we have the formula. You try to avoid plea bargains as much as possible, and you engage in broken windows policing where you actually enforce the law even for low-level crimes. I don't want to waste a ton of time in this because I've explained this a lot on the show and I feel like my P1 listeners are like, I've heard it all before, Dan. But you understand now we're going in the opposite direction. Folks, here's the dirty little secret of street crime most people don't know. An incredibly small sliver of the population commits the overwhelming number of crimes. Now, let's say it's 90-10. I'm throwing that. Let's say 10% of the people commit 90% of the crimes, right? Well, what are the other 10% of the crimes? The other 10% of the crimes out there, in my experience, you'll get some husband, wife, and there's a domestic, and it just, it gets ugly. It gets ugly. They're, neither one of them are criminals. They're, they start doing bad stuff to each other. One of them goes to jail. This is my experience. They have, uh, how do I know that, by the way? Because you go and you run their arrest history. These are people who are not career criminals. They just do really stupid criminal stuff because of some domestic situation, right? Other things, you get DWIs, guys, you know, never been arrested before, goes to a party, oh, I can make it home. The overwhelming, however, majority of serious crimes, rapes, robberies, assaults, murders, home invasions, kidnappings, are not committed by the DWI guy or other people involved in just a bar fight one day. It's committed by the same exact people. So when you do broken windows policing and you get these people out there in the street, jumping a turnstile or whatever, you take them off the streets, the 10% of people, and magically 90% of the crime goes away. Joe, how do we know that happened? 
Because it happened in New York. Because it already happened in New York, in LA. It's called broken windows policing. You enforce the small stuff, the big stuff goes away. Do you understand we're now going in the opposite direction? We know that worked. I saw it. I was there in the Giuliani era in New York. I was there. We're now doing this stupid criminal justice reform, which you know I object to, where we let people out for the small stuff, even though they committed a crime. And we're like, oh, you know what? Forget it. It's not a big deal. No, it is a big deal. Because not all of them, but a large swath of them are going to get out and do more bad stuff. Do the crime. Do the damn time. Then you got these plea bargains. I'll get to plea bargains in a second. Let me play this cut. This is from Tucker last night. Great, great, great hit last night, Tucker. Tucker's talking about exactly this. How cr- uh, this is my one beef with the Trump team. This criminal justice reform. I, I had Jared Kushner on my show. I addressed it with him too. This is a stupid idea. Tennessee is seeing an explosion of violent crime. Memphis, 300 plus homicides. My gosh, New York was around that number towards the end. New York, Tennessee, Memphis. They're not even close in population. New York City, that is. Yet the Republican governor jumping on the criminal justice reform bandwagon. Thanks to Tucker for calling him out last night. Take a look at this. Why is this happening? Well, there are a number of reasons. Here's one. The governor of Tennessee, who believe it or not, is a Republican called Bill Lee, ran on a platform of criminal justice reform. That means letting violent people out of prison early. And in pursuit of that effort, he recently declined to endorse a so-called truth in sentencing bill, which would have required people convicted of violent crimes to serve their sentences. Right. As Lee said last year, quote, there are too many people in prison who don't need to be there. End quote. Okay. What are their names? (laughs) They never give us their names. It'd be interesting to Read a list of all the people who are let out early, thanks to Bill Lee and guilty liberals like him, and have them tell us which ones don't deserve to be in prison. Ezekiel Kelly, do you feel good about that? He and many people like that. Most voters are sick of this at this point. This stuff doesn't work, and people are dying. He's talking about this guy who served 11 months for an attempted murder charge. That was plead down, pled down. 11 months. Went out and is the alleged perpetrator in a murder spree. We're all going to die if this doesn't have, if this doesn't get fixed. You are going to be severely at risk if this degeneration into street chaos continues. Folks, I grew up in New York. I police those streets. No one's going to lecture me on this crap. I'm telling you, the body bags are going to start to pile up like they did in the early 90s with the crack wars in New York, where there was a dead body in the 7-5 precinct just about every day. Guys told me the story. Let me mention this one last thing. It's not just us getting away from broken windows. Folks, the plea bargain system. I addressed this on Hannity last night. The plea bargain system is the single most destructive thing to our criminal justice system right now. Here's the hard reality. A lot of these prosecutors, city states attorneys, attorneys, uh, assistant United States attorneys, attorneys general within the states and and the prosecutors below them, they simply do not have enough resources to take every case to trial. We don't have enough judges. We don't have enough court space. We don't have enough jail space. That's a fact. So what happens? Well, they plea it out. Most of you know, forgive me for stating the obvious, but I catch Guy in a bank robbery. I have no time to take him to court. I've got 20 other cases. I go to the lawyer. I go, tell you what, if Guy admits he did this, we're going to plea it down to a forcible entry. He'll get six months in jail. Guy's lawyer, of course, Joe's like, hell to the, yeah. You guys got him on tape robbing the bank. You're not going to take it to trial. Works for me. Point I made last night is we have a $4 trillion federal budget, hundreds of billions of dollars spent in state budgets, tens of billions in smaller states. What the hell are we spending this money on? You're telling me we can run 
treadmill shrimp studies, spend thousands and thousands and millions of dollars on welfare bailouts and student loan bailouts, but we can't find jail space, judges, prosecutors, police officers to keep people from getting murdered in cold blood in the streets. You know what? I'll take a hard pass, man. That's the role of government, man. It's not to pay off your freaking student loans. It's to keep you from getting murdered in the street. Has anybody thought this through? I always think I, I, the, the space aliens approach. You guys ever think about this? If like <laughs> someone who had zero experience with humanity in general, space aliens came here and sat down and said, explain to me why this happens. You have a crime problem and the space alien goes and finds the internet. And, you know, like Terminator 2 just plugs in through the whatever liquid molten device. And he says, you know, I was looking at these numbers in New York City and elsewhere and they're going up dramatically, but they went down. A while ago, what well, what happened there? Well, we locked up a lot of people uh, through these broken windows policing, and we put them in jail, and we didn't plea out a lot of cases. Well, why aren't you doing that now? The space alien approach works every time. All right, let me get to my last sponsor, and I got this coming up. Uh, you know, last night, also on the Hannity appearance, I mentioned hierarchy. I was glad I got to say it in front of a national audience in prime time. Stop pointing out leftist hypocrisy. Well, you know, if Trump did it, they, we, it's not hypocrisy. I can't emphasize this enough. I'm going to show you exactly what I mean. When liberals and totalitarians and socialist communist murderers kill people, they don't care that the family of the dead are going to go, oh my gosh, this is hypocrisy. You didn't do this, treat the communists this way. They don't care. Hierarchy. They have the power. You don't. They're going to kill you. Period. I'll show you a perfect example of hierarchy in motion. Uh, our last sponsor today is LifeLock. I've been a client of LifeLock for a long time. Had my identity stolen. It was really terrible. We've had a year to clean it up. More and more educational institutions have embraced new technologies and remote learning platforms. Security and privacy become bigger concerns. Schools hold important data about student names, addresses, birthdays, and financial information that hackers could use for cyber attacks. With all the data at risk, parents need to be continually on the lookout for identity theft threats. It's important to understand our cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cyber criminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. I have it. I have it for my family. I have it for my mother-in-law, my parents, everyone. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. If you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. I didn't have LifeLock when my identity got stolen. And let me tell you something. With a uh, restoration specialist, it pro the process probably would have been a far lot easier. Get it today. Don't get your identity stolen like I did. It's a total mess. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com slash Bongino. That's lifelock.com slash Bongino for 25% off. It's a great program, folks. I get texts anytime there's any suspicious activity. I love it. Check it out today, Lifelock. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. All right, perfect example. Hierarchy, fellas. It's not hypocrisy. You see it as hypocrisy. They don't. Perfect example. I want to play this. This is a D.C. City Councilman, Washington, D.C. There are liberals listening. We got to go a little slow. Washington, D.C. City Council member, uh, Brianna Nadu. Again, uh, forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong. So, uh, Washington, D.C., Joe, is very, very concerned about all these illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C., oh, yes. which is kind of weird yeah. because they, you know, <laughs> love it. Oh. they're very concerned. I mean, residents are starting to complain. It's kind of strange because they are, you know, a sanctuary city. That's right. Meaning, come over, we'll take care of you. So really strange how Governor Abbott, uh, to his, uh, to, which I really love that he's doing it, 
uh, Governor Abbott from Texas has decided that, you know what, if he's going to be one of the border states, he's going to make all these liberal cities that are sanctuary cities border states too. You guys are sanctuaries. Help us out. No problem. Brianna Nadu, yeah, she don't like that. She's going after Texas. She's very, very upset about this. This is hierarchy in action. Listen to every word here. Check this out. The governors of Texas and Arizona have created this crisis. And the federal government has not stepped up to assist the District of Columbia. So we, um, along with our regional partners, will do what we've always done. We'll rise to the occasion. We've learned from border towns like El Paso and Brownsville. Um, And in many ways, the governors of Texas and Arizona have turned us into a border town. What's the problem? Uh, You're a sanctuary city. I mean, you don't want law enforcement cooperating with ICE. I mean, there are people in D.C., Joe, who've called for the abolition of ICE. Yeah. They even want some of them a permanent immigrant legal services fund. Guy, do you see where I'm going with this? Where am I going with this? Why are they phony? Because the things I just mentioned were called for by Brianne Nadu. Yes. <laughs> Joe sees you. I don't know if he saw this in the show prep. This is her tweet from 2019. The same lady who's complaining about illegal immigrants in her city just tweeted this in 2019. I, I set that up I, just to show you what hierarchy looks like. And believe me, she doesn't care. This isn't hypocrisy. She's in charge. Kiss my ass. She says the district is a sanctuary city. Means our law enforcement, they don't cooperate with ICE. As council member, I've called for an abolition of ICE. And I wrote Washington, D.C.'s law to establish a permanent immigrant legal services fund. Read full remarks here. Too much stupid on the field. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, wait, I don't I I listen, I love football, but I screw it up. Uh what is it? Holding on to stupid <laughs> yeah, 15 yards, repeat first down. That's her tweet. Folks, nobody will call her out. Uh, believe me, nobody on the left cares. She will get voted back in with 99.6% of the vote from people who are like, ah, oh, no, that's not hierarchy. We're in charge. We'll do what we want when we want. Do you understand something more complicated than that? When your entire guiding ethos in this conflict of vision is that the perfectible betters should be in charge and you should shut them up, then that's all they care about is collective power. If they have to say things and lie about things to get, maintain, and hold power, the liberals who follow them don't care at all. Again, I hate to keep citing the appearance last night, but on Hannity, I said it last night. Liberals, defund the police. They suck. They're hunting black men. Hey, the FBI served a raid on Trump. We love the FBI. The You guys are awesome. Man, do we love the FBI. Helps them get power. Just like attacking Greg Abbott helps them get power too. If the governor of Texas, and I got to get... If the governor of Texas was a liberal, I promise you, you would never see those comments. Guaranteed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, I got to get to uh, uh, questions. One more, one more thing. We're going to skip ahead to Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, Guy, this video. I just want to show you what hierarchy looks like. Again, one more example, and I'll get to uh, questions for Dan. I Sorry, it, it took a bit on, with the queen. I didn't expect to spend that much time on it, but that conflict divisions thing and why liberals hate the queen is super important. I want to play this first. This is what hierarchy looks like in action, too. One more. This is Karine Jean-Pierre yesterday. Uh, So Joe Biden is on vacation pretty much every weekend. I mean, all the time. I worked presidential details for two separate presidents, and I worked in the Secret Service for three. I have never seen a vacation schedule like this. Having said that, 
because I am consistent in principle, I will say this, if whether it bothers people or not, I said it before and I'll say it now. Presidents, like anyone else, are entitled to take some time off and clear their heads. You don't want someone with the nuclear codes being a train wreck, especially this guy who can't even do basic math. My problem is not that the guy takes vacations. My problem here is, I don't know if you remember, Joe, every time Trump went on the golf course, whether he was on vacation or not, it was a huge international conspiracy about how Donald Trump was so freaking lazy he couldn't be president. Constantly. Is it hypocrisy? No. It's hierarchy. They're in charge, and they don't give a damn. Listen to Corrine Jean-Pierre answering a question about exactly that. Check it out. 17% of Americans have, according to this Gallup poll, have canceled vacations or traveled less. The president's been to his beach house six times this year. He's been to North and South Carolina on vacation. Has the president himself considered personally reducing his spending because of inflation or had the administration uh, reduce spending? So can I, I, I'll say this. Um, the times that the president has gone to Delaware, uh, not including, and we were very clear that when he went to South Carolina uh, in August and uh, Rehoboth, he was going to go spend time with his family, which every president does. That is not unusual. That is not uncommon uh, to do. And the president has a right to spend time with his family, just like every other American across the country. Oh, okay. Dan, what's the problem? You just said the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I just said the same thing about Biden. Did they say the same thing about Trump? Oh, no, they didn't. So we're principled and they're not. So that's hypocrisy. No, it's not. It's hierarchy. They don't care. How do I know they don't care? I promise you, promise you, that if Donald Trump gets elected president again in 2024, the first time on the golf course, Kareem Jean-Pierre and others would be the first one going, presidents have no right to this. That's what hierarchy looks like. All right, let's get to questions. Time for questions for Dan. Good questions this week. At Sherry Haslinger. Hey, Dan, do you think we'll have a serious energy crisis in the U.S. in the next two years? I know it's possible if we don't win the next election. The answer is you're darn right. I had a piece I was going to put up, but I didn't get to it today. I'll get to it on the radio show, hopefully later, about how oil leases under the Biden administration are down to record lows right now. Record lows. If we're not producing anything, and other countries around the world are going green, too. And nobody's producing oil. Wait until you see the rationing. That's next. Oh, there it is right there. Oh, good. Thank you. Okay, we put that up. For, let me read that. Here. Here it is from the journal. Biden's Interior Department leased 126,000 acres for drilling through August 20th. The analysis found no other president since Nixon leased out fewer than 4.4 million at this stage in his first term. I'm not laughing. This ain't funny. I'm laughing at the stupid. Yeah, we're going to have an energy crisis. There are the numbers. Thanks. Good, good job on that. At Western Maryland Farmer. Love Western Maryland. Ran for office out there. Hey, Dan, when you were a New York City police officer, you ever faced burnout at work? What'd you do? How'd you feel about quiet quitting? Well, quiet quitting is just pathetic. When people do nothing at work or the least amount they can uh, because they're just being lazy. Uh, but did I feel burnout? No. I mean, again, honesty and candor are the hallmarks of the show. I wasn't a police officer long enough. Uh, I did basically two years on the street, two years as a cadet. So I saw guys that had been on the street 15, 20 years. You could see it in their face. They'd seen a lot. But no, I, I, I'm, I'd, be, I'd, you know, I'd be just lying to you. I'm not going to do that. Oh, bro, so, bro, so tough. It was a tough job, but I wasn't there long enough to really get cooked. Uh, Ori, Ori. Hey, Dan, do you still believe Ukraine stands a chance against the Russian bear? I do. Um, they're taking back significant ground. They moved, I think, 50 kilometers in just a couple days against the Russians the other day. Folks, listen, if the uh, Taliban and others managed to hold out against uh, our in incredible army, uh, believe me, Ukrainians who are getting billions of dollars can most certainly hold out against that garbage Russian army. So, yeah, I think they can. Even if we withdraw support, I think they can. Remember. It's one thing to attack a country. It's another thing to try to hold it. Whole different ballgame. Lisa Lisa won. Lisa Lisa Colchamp. I used to love Lisa Lisa. I'm a Republican, but a registered independent. I want to register as a Republican. I'm afraid of the consequences at work. Do you think I should stand for my beliefs and register as a Republican? Yes. Yes, Lisa, you should. I don't mean to say that in any kind of condescending, pretentious way. But yes, be proud. The more people that back down is quiet consent. You're consenting to being intimidated. Not to mention, if you don't register as a Republican, as I've stated many times on the show, you only get to vote once while I get to vote twice. 
you get to vote twice? You're saying you're cheating in the elections? No, it's not what I'm saying. I get to vote in the Republican primary and the general. You don't. You only get to vote in the general as an independent. I'd rather you register as a Democrat and vote for the most conservative Democrat in the primary and then go vote for the Republican in the general than vote run as an, than, than register as an independent. I vote twice. You vote once. Iron Man Patriot. Dan, on deadlift day, how heavy do you go? Um, not really anymore. Uh, I do 225 for typically 10 sets of 10, that kind of Bulgarian method. I love it. Uh, the first set's easy. Third set, fourth set, okay. By set five, I'm struggling. It takes me a while. By set 10, on the 10 sets of 10, uh, forget it. That set takes like 10 minutes. So I don't go heavy anymore. Cressy305. Hey, Dan, do you have any other pets beside Lucy? I do not. I don't think I can handle another pet outside of Lucy. Lucy is a lot of work. Right, Guy? Lucy needs a lot of love. Every time she's coming up here, she's like a tax key. She throws her belly up. We're waiting for Guy to pet her all the time. Yeah. You see, so Guy drove in today into the office and uh, she was here, Lucy, and she runs right to the She'll run right in front of the car and get run over. Like, you just got to, like, Lucy, you got to have your eyes on her roll. And she'll chase lizards right into the street. So, at best country. Hey, Dan, I've been considering a new car, definitely not going all electric. What are your honest thoughts on a hybrid? Love listening to you, how you explain everything so clearly. You're the best podcast, in my opinion. Blessings to you. Thank you, sir. That is a very, very, very nice compliment, which I deeply appreciate. Uh, listen, I, I like gas-powered cars, okay? Uh, I'm not a huge fan uh, of hybrids. I'm not saying they're bad. Uh, I may get one one day. I may get an all electric, but uh, I'm doing it for, I'm kind of a prepper. Prepper reasons. Florida, we get a lot of hurricanes. Gas lines get long. It's nice to have a car that's electric. It's kind of like a backup. I know first world problems, whatever, but uh, I I like gas powered cars for my everyday driver. Hey, Dan, only. I get it hybrid. It's both. I understand that. Uh, Will Moncrief. Hey, Dan, now that the Biden administration has been ordered to turn over their emails between big tech and them, how do you think it could turn out? What could we discover? Uh, I think it's going to be bad. I covered this this week. I think it's going to be one of the most important lawsuits of our time. Uh, the left's argument the entire time is that big tech should censor conservatives. They're private companies. They can do what they want. Well, they're not private. Public entities that you voted for are pushing them to censor. It's going to be a big, big deal. All right. Next. Uh, uh, at R. Heim. Hey, Dan, what is your diet? Well, I've, I lost a lot of weight. I was 238. I'm now 204. I'm stabilized at 204. Uh, what is my diet? I eat the same thing every day. If you don't like that, this is not for you. And you may have some, some issues, maybe diabetes or insulin sensitivity. So obviously I say, and I mean it, talk to a professional about your own diet. But if you want to know what I eat and how I manage to stay lean, at 47, uh, I wake up in the morning, big protein shake. I use whole milk. Some people can't tolerate whole milk. I put two scoops of protein powder and a ton of cinnamon. I put cinnamon, organic, clean cinnamon in everything, anything I can put it in. Uh, that and apple cider vinegar are really great for insulin sensitivity, right? Have two shots of espresso. About three, four hours later, I have a, conveniently have one right here. So I'm going to be, you know, I have a hole in one bar, which I love. From a brick house, I have that. I have a, a handful of either mixed berries or dried blueberries. Sometimes a banana too. About three hours after that, I have a salad. Hard-boiled egg, chicken, spinach, red peppers, sun-dried tomatoes, sprouts, very important sprouts, balsamic vinaigrette. I mix it with some of that uh, Bragg seasoning, which is really good. A lot of healthy stuff in there. Shake it up. Eat that. For dinner, I have salmon or chicken, no carbs at night. Lost 30 pounds in six months. Mostly fat, too. Okay. Uh, At Johnny Mano, aside from Jesus, who was your favorite person or story from the Bible? Uh, Paul. uh, Paul, undoubtedly. The story of Paul and the road to Damascus conversion shows you no matter how much sin you think has detached you from Jesus Christ and how you'll be abandoned for the horrors you've committed, that you can not only become a follower who'll be embraced by Jesus, but you can become an evangelist. You understand Paul used to attack violently Christians who'd converted from Judaism? Attack them. 
like beat them and hunt them down. And he became his greatest evangelist, I'd argue. The story of Paul is an amazing one. The Road to Damascus Conversion. I, uh, I suggest uh, you read it. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Please don't miss my Fox show tomorrow night. I've got the great one, Mark Levin on. I'm doing a demo. Well, not me personally, but Henner Gracie, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu specialist, is going to be back. He's going to do a demo at the end of the show about how not to get kidnapped. Please grab your wives, your daughters, your sons. Watch the segment. And it's going to be, it may save someone's life. And then don't miss the beginning where we're going to talk about who are really the fascists. The monologue is going to blow you away. Unfiltered tomorrow night, Fox News, 9 p.m. I'll see you there. Good day, sir. You just heard Dan Bongino.